Become a member of the National At-Home Dad Network, an organization focused on providing advocacy, community, education, and support. Connecting with households where dad is the primary caregiver of the children. We do this through our webinar and podcast series, mental health support groups, regular online social events, as well as our annual convention. The National At-Home Dad Network is a 100% volunteer organization. Without the generous support of its members and the community around it, we would not be able to continue the work that we do. Becoming a member gives you access to past convention speaker presentations, the ability to vote for board members annually, and ensures that the organization's fees and bills are in positive standing. Oh yeah, it should not go unmentioned that there is some cool swag headed your way if you decide to become a member. For only $35 a year, your membership provides you with the exclusive content only we can generate, and you'll be supporting an organization that benefits families all around the country and world. By advocating for them, offering them community, providing education and guidance, and supporting them to grow in their parenthood journey. And one last thing, if you contribute $500 or more, you will become a lifetime member. Not only will you receive everything already mentioned, but also a certificate recognizing your status and an exclusive National At Home Dad Network challenge coin with our trademark logo, Dads Don't Babysit. So what are you waiting for? Become a member today. Welcome to Home Dad Chat, brought to you by the National At Home Dad Network. My name is Brock. My name is Danny. And we are here to talk about life as stay-at-home dads. So sit back, relax, and enjoy the show. No, I don't want much. I even love handmade crafts made of macaroni. Come on now, you should know me. Sometimes I might eat too much. No worry about my weight, got the dad bod rocking on me. Sketches on my feet, cargo shorts look good on me. I'm a dad, that's what I do. Achieve your full potential as a father with Dad University, a one-of-a-kind educational platform for dads. They help you go from overwhelmed and confused to a calm and confident father with their courses, videos, live broadcast, support forum, and more. The cost is pay what feels good, so you get to decide what to pay. Visit DadUniversity.com to learn more. Hey everybody, welcome back to Home Dad Chat. I know you probably just heard that this is Brock and Danny, but it's actually not Danny tonight. I've got a special guest with me. I have Josh Domash back on from uh, previous episodes a while back, and uh, Danny is out of uh, the ability to be a part of the show tonight because uh, he's probably got some family things going on, but uh, I got Josh with me. Hey man, I'm glad that you were able to come on and fill in for Danny uh, I know Danny is a little sad that he couldn't be on, uh, and especially since you're here, but uh, I've, I'll be greedy and uh, I'll take some time to hang out with you. <laughs> How are you doing? It's all man? good. You know, you first had me on as a guest. Now I'm a guest host. You know, pretty soon we're just going to have to have a trio up here every week. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with that. The more the merrier, honestly. It's always fun to talk to whoever comes on. So, Yeah. <laughs> What you, what's uh what have you been up to, man? I mean, it's been a few weeks since we uh since we last talked. What uh what's been going on in life? Oh, what's been going on? So, uh, <laughs> I, I had a rough month last week. Um, <laughs> it's an interesting way that you put that. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, my son on Sunday last week woke up with a stomach virus, um, and just like woke up with a giant explosion at his diaper um, oh. yeah that was bad um and then by wednesday it had morphed into a uti oh my um, gosh yeah it was pretty bad um so like friday we finally got him antibiotics um he's doing a little better and then saturday he took a little tumble um and he's got this toy with like these little spinning wheels on it and he just managed to land like I first on the, the little wheel and oh. just like cut he cut the corner like right outside his eye. <laughs> oh, um, so 
it didn't need stitches. We went Saturday night for stitches. Um, turns out we just cleaned it and we got a steri strip. Um, and the, the doctor just told us, yeah, keep that on until it falls off. Um, and keep them out of you know, pools or anything for a week or so. Um, <laughs> but he currently, uh, he's got one really nice, like deep plum eye. Uh, <laughs> Man, I tell you that kid, when it comes time to, uh, to do the old, uh, what is it? The medical records when you start getting into like kindergarten and that kind of thing. Uh, it's going to be a very interesting conversation <laughs> to go down. I have a box. <laughs> do you a box? Okay. I do. I have, um, you know, like those, those like little file boxes. Yeah. Like, just a, like a, so I have, a, I have one that's, it's not totally full. It's, uh, the box is about yay tall, uh, probably about 10 inches tall or so maybe. Yeah. Um, and it's, or, Maybe nine inches tall. Is it one of those like, accordion ones? So it's not an accordion one. Okay. Um, it's uh, it's like snaps together on the sides. Uh, okay. And it, it fits those file folders, like the little tabs. That, like, uh, yes. Okay. Yeah. So yeah, it's about like nine or so inches tall. And there's like three, maybe four inches of <laughs> just paperwork <laughs> from hospitals and doctors and <laughs> other stuff. So for, for an 18 month old. Right now he's twenty months old now. Or so. 20, okay, so almost two years old. Okay, wow. Yeah, no, it's a, it's a it's a little much. <laughs> two inches per year. Okay. Yeah, oh but he, yeah, he's he's he had a really rough week, and I feel terrible for him because like his eyes hurting now, and he has his eye teeth cutting, um, so he's just all around sort of miserable. Oh, jeez, that's um, crazy! Wow. Yeah, that, that's been my week. We actually went to the pediatrician today. I just wanted to get a, a checkup on him after his incident. And his eye is fine. Thank God. Um, just he'll have a bruise for a couple of weeks. Um, but there's nothing wrong with his eye, nothing wrong with his mouth. Everything is, is normal besides, you know, the, the purple. Is, is going into the doctor's office about like going to cheers? Is it just like, hey, Josh, Dave, what's up, dude? Um. <laughs> kind of yeah like we walk in and uh the the medical assistant i'll open the door we're like oh hi david how are you (laughs) (laughs) yeah um we actually have like one of his other doctors every time we see him we haven't seen him in a while but every time he does he pulls off his badge because he knows my son likes to play with it no so he just pulls it off as soon as he walks in the room hands it to him (laughs) (laughs) he's like here we know how this routine's going (laughs) yeah so so we we have some that we have a a, a very good rapport with uh for better or worse i'd say i I, it's got to at least i i don't know i get it like going to the doctor's office is never fun but you know i guess if he's comfortable with it like at least that's i guess maybe a good part of it like he's really good with them actually he he? doesn't mind being like poked and prodded like the stethoscope doesn't bother him the checking his ears and his his eyes don't bother him um he the only it's two things he hates he doesn't like anything in his mouth um so he doesn't like when they you know check his mouth with tongue depressed or anything and he does not like getting blood drawn um, but I don't, I don't think, think any anyone kid, does. I don't think anyone so. or any kid does. Yeah. I was, I was telling my daughter today, she was like, I hate shots. And I'm like, sweetie, I totally understand. I was like, you know, being, being that I went into the military, one of the first things you get in boot camp is you walk down a hallway and they give you like seven shots, um, kind of back and forth between your arms. And then you lean over a gurney and they give you one in the butt. <laughs> and so <laughs> I'm like, I got eight shots in one day. So I think, you know, one every few years, you'll be okay. <laughs> yeah. But so the shots aren't, aren't so bad for him. Actually, he, um, he'll cry for a couple seconds, but it's, yeah. he's really just kind of, as soon as it's over, he's like, Oh, okay. Like I'm fine. All right. <laughs> Let's is go. He, is, um, is, is he big into like the trinket toys at the end? Like he's all like, Ooh, I get a toy going to the doctor kind of thing. Or do they not do that there? He, they don't do that. Sometimes they'll give him stickers. Um, okay. But he doesn't really do anything with them. So. Okay. Uh, he really has like no concept of, Oh, I get stuff when I go to the doctor. It's all right. He'll eventually, figure, is good. He'll eventually figure it out. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, for now it's good. Um, I mean, they try to give him lollipops a couple times, but we're—I know we'll never 
be able to tell him, no, you can't ever have a lollipop ever in your life. But the longer I can hold off the sugar, the, sure. the better I think that is. So <laughs> um, as long as he's not specifically asking for it, I'm not giving it to him. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, they, they ask me every time, like, can we give him? I'm like, no, it's okay. Like, it doesn't need it. He'll survive. It'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because once you open sticker, up that door. Sure. Yeah. We'll hand him a sticker and he'll just look at it for a second and just <laughs> crunch I, it up. I, I can tell you right now, if Matt Strain's listening, he's probably very jealous of the fact that the sticker gets crunched up. He was telling me uh, the other day that he has so many stickers at his house. Actually, last night he was on the dad lounge and with arm within arm's reach, he like hand, he like grabbed like a, a stack of stickers. He's like, look, they're everywhere. <laughs> And but his kids are older than yours, so yeah, we don't we don't have that. Um, he's really not into anything like that. He likes his books um, too much sometimes. Uh, there's a couple of books where he like he kind of ripped some pages out or stuff. But um, <laughs> and there's a couple from when he was younger that like he chewed off half the spine. <laughs> uh. But uh, yeah, he's got his his books. He really likes. He's got a few stuffies. Um, few other you know, my wife works in developmental peds so we have all the toys we have are like every month or two we get you know one or two different toys that are developmentally appropriate for new skills for him to learn so he just got a pegboard um, nice. there you go so he, he was into that um, so does he so does your wife get like samples of things like where they're trying to be like here try this out is this something you'd want to like buy so more of or we don't get to do that i mean they might in her office. I'm not sure. Um, but in, in her office, they have a lot of different toys and okay. um, for different patients. Like they have, uh, I don't know how many of these, this six piece Duplo duck set they have. Um, <laughs> but every, every like couple months, we go, like, we'll go visit my wife in the office. One of her coworkers will be like, oh, here, have another one. We have four. Oh, wow. Like, I, I, don't, I don't need another duck. <laughs> yeah you know, I, pretty soon yeah. i'm gonna have a whole gaggle of geese hey are they are they uh are they they're duplo are they they're duplos is that what you said yeah they're duplos okay so you just start stacking them up in a corner <laughs> see how many so i can get <laughs> yeah like those are good blocks are good basic yeah. stuff he doesn't really have much that lights up or plays music or anything See, that was the thing, like, I don't know why, but for some reason, like, that was the big buy for my in-laws for my kids was the VTech toys that, like, light up and they talk and they run on a track and everything. And they would basically, like, buy them different ones and we would just start connecting them together. And at one point, we had our entire living room, like, filled on the floor with them just for fun. I wanted to be like, oh, let's just put it all together and see what it does because they're all, like, they're all uh, battery-powered, like, cars and stuff. But as they go over different, like, sections, like, they say little phrases and stuff. And I remember putting that together and, like, turning it on and, like, my, my oldest, I think he was, he had to be, like, two at the time. But he had a blast just basically like following them all around trying to like catch them and things like that. So, but, the, but in the end, like we got to the point where we were just like, okay, this is just too much. And so we ended up like getting rid of them. We were like, put them up on like the buy nothing. We're like, who wants these? Like get them out of our house now. <laughs> especially when, yeah. especially when you forget that some of them aren't turned off and like for whatever reason they start talking. So like <laughs> there was one time we were watching like, a movie in the living room and it was dark or something and one of the toys started talking like what is that <laughs> We're like what what's going on <laughs> like looking around the room everywhere checking all the toys and eventually like after about the sixth or seventh one we finally found the one that was on <laughs> we're just like okay like i'm done with these toys <laughs> they're freaking me out now <laughs> yeah you can go yeah it's like i can't keep i can't i can't deal with that so but yeah, so yeah, sounds like you had a, a very busy and very stressful uh, time over the past <laughs> past week or so. So it's, it's yeah, it's been a little. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to some quiet. Hopefully, maybe yeah, uh, or at least normal. It, I was gonna say yeah. Do you do you, with the two year old? Do you get much quiet? Because I mean, mine are six and nine, and usually the only quiet I get is when I send them away to go read. <laughs> Surprisingly, we do get some quiet if he. You know, there are times he'll just kind of um, 
I just kind of sit in the corner with his book or something, just kind of flip through, go grab another one, flip through it, and just nice. be, you know, like quiet, but not long. It's maybe 10 minutes at the most, but okay. um, sometimes he'll just kind of, he just kind of wants that time to just be by himself and do his own thing for a little bit. And then, of course, he'll stand up and throw whatever he's <laughs> currently yeah. holding and just go grab a ball and throw it at my head or something <laughs> but, sure. um, but yeah um, we do get it so it's just every so often it's a little little burst of quiet yeah that's good hey can't beat that all right now yeah. now uh now some people around this time they start uh considering if they're gonna have a second or not are you i know that it was a bit of a surprise with with your first and everything, but is that something that's being talked about? I know your wife is really busy with what she's doing with her career, but. So right now I don't think it's uh, not this second. Um, I mean, we've, we've discussed before, you know, we'd love a second one um, or, you know, third or whatever, but yeah. um, This time there's just uh, so much up in the air. Um, We're not, you know, actively uh, saying like, okay, yeah, no, now's a good time to just have a second. Mm-hmm. Um, That's cool. No, I was just curious. I, it seems like that around that, like when they're, when your first is getting to be about two or so, like that's usually when that conversation pops up. <laughs> I know that that's how it was with us. So yeah, no, we, we've had it, but we kind of both, that kind of both said like, look, let's, let's, let's maybe get a little, a little deeper into this program slash you know more towards the end and then we'll reconvene how much longer does your wife have in in what she's doing uh so she has she's in the middle of her second semester and after this one she has three more so she'll okay so she's gonna like december next year and then she'll have i don't know exactly when she'll take her boards uh probably be like january february sometime okay Uh, yeah so you got you got a little bit of time it's all good yeah very cool and say yeah it that that time is always interesting so but yeah i mean i i feel like definitely you know whatever works for your family go for it so that's great man what do you uh what are you drinking there oh uh this is uh the desert mirage hazy ipa um it's the shiner tex hex okay Um, nice really nice can art (laughs) That is some cool can art. I like that. That's awesome. Yeah. Very cool. Um, so this is actually it's pretty cool. It's um, instead of with regular water, it's brewed with cactus water. Oh, interesting. That sounds like something yeah. I'd find out in Phoenix. <laughs> <laughs> probably. I mean, this is from Shiner, Texas, but um, close enough. You could probably get it there. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it's it's uh, it's quite enjoyable. Nice. They have yeah. two different varieties. They have the red one, the the Texas, the red one, and the blue one. Uh, this is the red one, as you mm. saw. Um, yeah, I had the blue cool. one also. They're both very good. What's the difference in them? Uh, they use a different type of hops. Uh, the blue one is seven percent alcohol. The red one's eight. Okay. Um, and the blue one is sixty IBUs, and the red one is forty-five. Huh. Okay. Interesting. I'm I'm definitely going to keep an eye out for him. It sounds inter- I mean, I I enjoy a hazy IPA over a, a traditional IPA, so I'll definitely have to look that up. But the the cactus water that's intriguing to me. That would be it's it's a very it, it's a it's a little bit of a different taste um, than like your regular IPA. It's very good though. Does it make it sweeter? This one, would you think? Yeah, or, yeah. It is. It is sweeter, especially okay. the, so the red one because it's it, it's lower on the IBU count. Yeah. Um, you can you definitely like, that's sweeter flavor comes in a little more nice i'd definitely look that up that that sounds really tasty actually <laughs> so i uh I, before we we hopped on i i poured uh the rest of uh my bottle of uh milk and honey so the last bit of the uh whiskey and bloom the single malt i figured since i was on with you i would uh enjoy that while while chit-chatting but i'm sad that, that it's good. gone <laughs> I'll have to uh I still have, have one of those. Do you? Nice. Yeah. Good deal. Yeah, I I will either uh have either somebody maybe get me one or I might have to make my way 
into the Illinois area so I can find me one. So see what happens. So that one, don't, that one you can't get anymore. The whiskey and bloom. Oh really? They only made, yeah, I think they only made 1500 bottles. Okay. Um, it's now their, um, the milk and honey, I think they call it the classic or something like that. Like they're, they're basic or baseline, uh, whiskey is basically an, a fully aged version of the whiskey and bloom okay cool i'll have to definitely look for that then I mean, this is it's such an enjoyable like super like palatable whiskey like i love the taste that come out of it so um, it's, it's really cool actually because it's i know you have the one that's the half bourbon half str uh let's see what is this one here um yeah yeah it's a str and bourbon Yep. Right. So that one, it's interesting because it, you don't have so much of the bourbon notes from it. It really leans closer to that scotch side. Oh, definitely. Yes, for sure. And that's what I think that's one of the things I really like about it is that it leans more towards the scotch side because it, it you get just a little bit of the bourbon side of it. But yeah, I those those notes of just like a little bit of peatiness and that stuff like kind of comes yeah, through. Definitely have that peaty over. There's a little bit of like that that like light vanilla sweetness mm-hmm. under the peat. Um, yeah. But I, I, the first time I, opened, I had it, I was like, okay, it's bourbon and STR. So like this will probably be a little more oaky and, you know, but more muted as opposed to like a regular bourbon I had. I'm like, wait a sec. Mm-hmm. This is, this is not what I was expecting. It's good. Yeah. It's not what I was expecting. No, it's definitely good. I, like I said, I had um, a bottle previous to this and I, the majority of it, I actually like poured into sample bottles and handed out to friends and they were just like, Oh my gosh, like, this is so good. <laughs> so, and I was telling them, I'm like, yeah, this isn't something you're going to find again. So enjoy. <laughs> yeah, they just, just started carrying it. Um, I actually asked to I went to the total wine near me. Um, they just opened one about a half hour from me. And okay. I asked them to start carrying milk and honey and they've, finally just started um uh they brought in the classic and i think it was one or two of the the apex line um, okay nice those are some of those are like they age it in a sherry cask or they age it in a port cask or other different things um that they they try with them um, that's they, cool. they carry they have one or two of those and then the regular classic now i'm definitely going to keep an eye out for it for sure because they 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 are definitely putting out a really good product. So hopefully it makes it other places too. Like I'd love to see it get here in Ohio, but who knows? Might see it in Kentucky before that. I feel like some of like especially probably with, not. Like, You'll probably place. get it in Ohio before Kentucky. You're probably not wrong, especially with the fact like Cincinnati's got a huge Jewish population. That would be awesome. Yeah, that's if, what I'm saying. Because yeah. it's an Israeli whiskey, you'll probably get it. I know like we in in, in New Jersey and New York area were, were the first to get it. Yeah. Um, I might have to go up near like uh, Amberley Village and find a a liquor store up there and talk to one of the the owners and be like, hey, like, (laughs) any possibility you can get this in up there? It's possible, especially now that they're making so much. Like before the the Whiskey and Blooms, they had two varieties. They had one, which is the one you had, and they had one that was a third bourbon, a third SDR, and a third scotch. Oh, wow. And um, each one of those is only 1,500 bottles. So they didn't send them that many places they sent them to you know large communities like you know brooklyn lakewood uh chicago um yeah. but uh now that they're making a ton of stuff over there um, yeah. you're more likely to be able to get somebody to order it i think that's gonna have to be on my to-do list of things to do to go over to the uh the jewish neighborhood <laughs> that i know <laughs> and see if i can uh get them to uh maybe get some bottles of it because that would be pretty cool so we'll see what happens but yeah, I this weekend for me and Corey, we um we the kids went back to school on Thursday. <laughs> so I, say I saw you went kayaking. Yeah, so so Thursday the kids went to school and we borrowed our friends' kayaks and uh did like a little over four and a half miles. Uh only took a couple hours to do, which was nice because the the river was up previously from <laughs> when we went canoeing with the kids because we had to get out and actually uh you know push the canoe a couple times over some rocks, but the, the crazy part is, so the kayaking trip started off kind of rough. 
Um, I got Corey all situated, got her out on the river. I went to go get into mine and I slipped and I fell backwards and like fell on the rocks on the shore and, uh, got soaked like right off the bat, (laughs) like not a good way to start a kayaking trip, but, uh, I was fine. Like, you know, I didn't think I hurt myself really until like later on like i got done and uh like the next day woke up and just was sore all over (laughs) i've been to the chiropractor like twice now i went friday and i went today just to get adjusted because i've been so tight but so that wasn't a whole lot of fun but saturday i went to uh the uh, Bengals preseason game so i got to go see the Bengals and the rams uh play which was a good game uh it was kind of it was cool because um the kicker for the Bengals, he he's known by the name of money mac um th- this guy is like kicking field goals from really far out and he's actually he's he's on those way to breaking like the longest field goal kick and uh to just sort of like give you an idea he on a kickoff return so like they just scored a, um their team had just scored a field or they just scored a field goal they went to kickoff and, you know, they kick off from like the 35 yard of the opposing team. He kicked it through the uprights with plenty of room. <laughs> like it was, it was a huge, That's kick. oh, it was insane. Yeah. And he like, he, and he did it on purpose because afterwards like he was celebrating and like the announcer board came up with like a, it's good. Like on the board, it's <laughs> like, man, if he was in a Canadian football league, that'd be extra points for us. <laughs> But it was just impressive because I'm like, this guy is just able to have such control and he's got such power behind these kicks. Like any any Did team that's, play soccer? I don't know, honestly. I haven't really looked too much into his like career as to what he had done previously, but his accuracy is ridiculous. <laughs> I mean, to kick a field goal from I mean it's, it's 75 yards. Yeah, 75 yards, exactly. Yeah. Yeah, that's uh, that's a lot. You need to be like you know really precise with that. Yeah, you don't have a big window from seventy-five yards away, right? And well, in two, the kicking style for a kickoff return is different than kicking an extra point, too. You know, like just the way that you kick the ball. So, just the fact that he was able to even do it was just insane. Like the whole crowd went nuts. I mean, there were like sixty. I think there were like 62,000 people in the stands for a preseason game. And uh, it was like the whole stadium, I think, holds like a little over 65,000. So it was a pretty, pretty full stadium. But yeah, for him to do that, <laughs> everybody kind of just like lost their minds on that one. So that was cool to see in, in person. My dad was there. So that was a lot of fun, too. He's a diehard Bengals fan, has been forever. So um, it's kind of cool. Like he, when he was eight years old, he went to a Cincinnati Reds game. And the day that he went to that game was the day that they announced that there would be an NFL team uh, in Cincinnati. And so like they announced the Bengals uh, and he became a fan like immediately. That's cool. Yeah. So, and what was cool was we went to a tailgate and this guy has been running this tailgate since like 93. His name is Bengal Jim. And uh, it's a cool tailgate. Like typically like you go and pay like, five, 10 bucks or whatever. And it's like all you can eat and all you can drink. And they've got all kinds of stuff there. It's, and it's just a big party, but, uh, we were hanging out with them and my dad told the, told Jim that story. And he was just like, I didn't know that he had no clue that that's how they had announced the, the team. And, uh, so that was, so that was fun to just get to hang out with them for a bit. And, uh, so yeah, so that was Saturday. And then, uh, Sunday, uh, Corey and I went to our first like big concert together. We've been married for 15 years. It was like the first big concert that we've ever gone to. Um, but it was well worth it. We, we waited to go see uh, Imagine Dragons and uh, that was a lot of fun. And, and Macklemore opened up for them. And then uh, there was another, uh, op- like the first opening act was this lady from London. Her name is uh, Kings Elliot. She sounds a little bit like Billie Eilish, but toned down so similar like um similar like um rhythms in her voice and uh just her like melodies but not so upbeat in a lot of ways um but it was an awesome concert like 
I mean, Imagine Dragons puts on a freaking amazing show. Like, I mean, their stuff is insane. But the cool thing was the whole every single every single act that came out, they they had two big things that they said and they really just stuck out. One was that they were really happy to be out or back on the road and they would not take for granted um what they do because of everything that took place during covid you know because i think a lot of them thought like we're really just sort of like up in the air on what's going to happen after this so that was so that was really interesting to hear them and they were very like gracious like hey like so glad you came out to listen to our live music and you know this is an experience that we've missed for the past two years and so they were really excited to be there the other thing that they talked about and it was super transparent and they were all three groups very open about it was they all talked about mental health and really yeah like really in your face um king's elliot like she talked about the fact that like the songs that she wrote were like therapy for her and so her singing them like every night to everybody was just another like way to sort of like do group therapy in a way um and you okay. can see like in the, in the songs really touched a lot of different areas. Like there was one where she actually like it was a the song was like a letter that she wrote to herself about just continuing to keep going even when th- when times were tough, you know, and just um it resonated with me. Uh there were other people around me like I could see them like definitely being hit by it, but it was really cool like she talked about like hey, I have a therapist and it's you know, if you don't be silent like you know reach out to somebody and get get help like you know it's it's okay to do that um and so that was really cool to hear that from her um and then Macklemore came out and he's like he's sort of a, he's a rapper and uh just kind of a I almost put him like sort of in a like pitbull type of style of music in some ways um so just really upbeat very party-ish or whatever but he even talked about like the mental health stuff that he went through. And he also is a, um, he was an addict. And so, uh, right when the pandemic hit, like he had a relapse because of just how stressful things were. Um, right. and he's been sober ever since then. And he's just been celebrating it through by coming out, coming out on tour and writing this new album that he's going to have coming out, I think next year or something like that. But yeah, he, he talked a lot about just being grateful to have, family around him like he talked a ton about his daughter who's like seven years old um and just being a dad um and so it was just cool to like hear him talk about all that uh he came out (laughs) it was really cool he so it's like 90 degrees this night like super hot he comes not cool (laughs) no not at all well king's king's elliot was so funny she came out and she was like wow it's hot here is it always hot here and like everybody's like yeah and then uh when um when macklemore came out like he knew like what the weather's like he's been here before but he came out in like a tuxedo button-up shirt with like a green vest over the top of it and that's sort of his thing like wearing green um because he's irish and um he comes out and he's like, man, I made a bad wardrobe decision tonight. <laughs> so, Like he takes off his vest or whatever, and he keeps the shirt on for a little bit for a song. And then that eventually like comes off and he gets into like a cutoff shirt. Um, and then at one point he disappears and he comes back out in a Barry Larkin uh, pullover jersey, um, which was really cool. And uh, my wife and I immediately were like, oh, like one, we were like, he's coming out in a Reds jersey. And he like turns around like, oh, my gosh, he's wearing a Barry Larkin jersey. That's so cool. It's like one of my favorite players. And uh, he's a Hall of Famer for the Reds. So that was uh, pretty sweet to see him come out in that. (laughs) But the best part about that was he was like, yeah, he's like, so usually at the end of my shows, I uh, I tend to uh, get a PB and J, a handful of carrots. I grab a Red Bull and I sit down and I eat those. And then usually I just jump in the nearest body of water and like cool off or whatever. He's like, and I, I, I'm so glad that the the river's right here because I'm going to jump in. He's like, is it okay to jump in the river? And everybody resoundingly is like, no, don't 
<laughs> don't do it. And he's like, why? And he's like, is it bad? Or like, yes, it's awful. <laughs> don't get in the Ohio River. Are you kidding me? But also on top of that, too, like it's got a really big undertow as well. So it's uh, it's just not the river that you go swimming in. <laughs> That's like the uh, the episode of Seinfeld where Kramer goes swimming in the Hudson for the East River. <laughs> I don't think I've seen that one. What happens? I don't, I don't he 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 decides that that's going to be his like workout for that episode or whatever it is and he just goes swimming in the East River. Oh wow. And like it's disgusting and he comes back and he just smells horrible. <laughs> but like then he just gets a follow. He, he oh the reason he goes is because he doesn't want to swim at the pool anymore because there's too many people. Oh, he keeps okay. getting like they keep obstructing his swimming. So he just decides to swim in a river and then other oh people God. start following. And so then he develops like whole cult of people that are all swimming East River with him. And he's getting really upset because he just wanted to swim by himself. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Figures, you start doing something and everybody's like, Oh, I thought, thought about that, but I've never done it. But now that they're doing it, I want to join. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but no, like the same idea. You don't want to swim in the river like the east river anywhere anywhere like that yeah like we swim in one of the tributary rivers because it doesn't have like because we have like uh coal we have barges with coal and stuff that go up and down the ohio river so right god only knows what falls in there you know and so sure. but, but the tributaries are are pretty clean honestly like we canoe and kayak down those all the time and so that's not as as bad but man yeah <laughs> he was like wow um that was pretty resounding i uh i think i'm gonna take uh i think i'm gonna take your suggestion and not do that <laughs> like, like a bunch of people were like just go to the starlight pool it's like just up the hill from like it's in the part it's in the area where we're at because we're at coney island but like riverbend music center is actually like on the back side of it we're like just go to starlight pool like at least it's a pool <laughs> It's not, it's not, it's not freshwater. Oh my gosh. It was so funny though. So yeah, so that was a great show. And then, uh, we went and then we got to see, uh, Imagine Dragons, which like their show is just top notch. There's so much going on there. Like he, like the lead singer was coming through the crowd at different, at one point, And, uh, like there was just so many cool effects. They were like blasting fireballs like out of a cannon and like shooting like confetti and something else like out of a cannon at one time and yeah all right but yeah it was so it was a cool show um it was a late show we didn't get get home till like after 11 that night but um we also didn't tell the kids that we were going to see them because they really love imagine dragons we waited till afterwards to tell them it was amazing the amount of kids that were there at the show um who had school the next day <laughs> I was like, and I'm just like, I would not want to be those kids, parents or teacher, honestly, one, trying to get them up and around and then two, trying to keep them awake while at school. Like, no, thank you. I'll pass. So, and that's what we told the kids too. Cause they were like, oh, that would have been so great. We're like, yeah, but like these things happened and it was like super hot and you wouldn't have been able to see cause of where we were at, we were in the lawn seats. So anybody that's taller than you, like you're not going to be able to see around them. And I'm definitely not putting a kid up on my shoulder in 90 degree weather. So <laughs> I can't blame you for that. Yeah. And there were people doing that stuff too. I mean, there was even one little girl next to us who she was like, I'm just done. And like literally curled up into a ball in her chair and just like <laughs> slept through the entire show. And I'm like, wow, like your parents paid like 50 some dollars for you to sit in the lawn seats just to, to sleep through the concert. Wow. Okay. <laughs> no. Uh, we'll wait till you're about 13 or so, and then we'll finally take you to uh, something like that. <laughs> right. But yeah, so it was it was a good time, though. I mean, I mean, we had a lot of fun with it and uh, it was cool. I posted some pictures about it in Discord and uh, some of the some of the dads in there started posting um, like some either concerts that they were going to or had gone to um, and like some different music. One guy posted a like a heavy metal band i'd never heard of before but to me sounds a lot like um it's like uh trans-siberian orchestra but without the christmas music portion of it so lots of like okay. the triple kick you know drum that kind of deal with like you know fast 
fast playing guitars and just like a really deep gruffy voice sounding like lead singer and stuff um it was really cool it's a band called uh i think it's like what sabinot or something like that um oh yeah but, i remember seeing that um sabatan or something like that yeah it it's really good like i was i was listening to it all afternoon and to me i was like i could listen to this while like working out or going for a run or riding a bike like it's got a lot of a lot of motivation and the like the really fast cadence so all right but yeah so you know all kinds of good stuff like that going on but that was that was pretty much how things went man um but yeah and then i i have to say and i, I think i said this before when you were on but I, I know that you're really busy, but I'm I'm very bummed that you uh you will not be at home dad con, but I know that you're you're one of many dads that are in that shoe. So yeah, I get it. I'm I'm in good company this year, you know. Yeah. <laughs> so but you're but you're a uh are are you a, a member of the organization? Yeah, you like I am. Do that? So so you at yeah. least get to that's then that's the nice part about being a member. At least you get to see the recorded content like afterwards. So right. that's at least a nice part. Yeah, I have to look at the have to find the schedule again, look at it, and see uh, what I uh, what I'm looking forward to listening to. There's a lot of good ones out there, that's for sure. So I know that's so that's on the horizon. I was looking at things today, actually, and as we record, I'm like, oh my gosh, it's 30 days out. <laughs> like, yeah. that's that's close. That's coming up real quick. So, but yeah, and then and then for the month of September too. Um, so, you know, we put out posts usually about like, you know, hey, it's this month or it's that month. Um, this month we've got self-care awareness month, which I don't know about you, but that's super important. What do you do for self-care? Depends on how many appointments I have that month. <laughs> <laughs> well, okay. Let me put it this way. What do you, what do you like to do for self, self-care when you get the time to do it? <laughs> right um no it's it's normally not that bad um so i do like reading a lot as you know we, we, we've discussed yeah we, um, we have you know but um I, I do read a lot i'm actually uh currently uh, a friend of mine in uh in israel is in the process of translating um a uh, a, a book series um from hebrew to english Uh, so he sent me one of the chapters to edit the english and do some of the the proofreading and grammar and whatnot so uh, i started that last week Um, it's about 70 a little over 70 pages to go through i think i've gone through the first like five or six Uh, okay nice just started so that's uh something i'm slowly working on which i had more time to do because i know he's also on time crunch and i want to get it to him you know is he self uh, is he self-publishing it or does he have a publishing house he's working with so the person the rabbi who wrote the book um the hebrew book is working with him to do the translation and publication so okay he's actually um the the, the, the rabbi who wrote the book uh, put my friend in charge of the, the whole project. So this is just going to be one of several books oh, wow. uh, that they're going to do. Um, but he's in charge of the whole project, so he's trying to, you know, meet the uh, the author's deadline um, and a bunch of other <laughs> like other things. In the meantime, he's also putting out a book next month, like his own book. Oh wow! Um, yeah. So so he's uh, busy. He's, <laughs> yeah he's he's very busy <laughs> dang okay yeah well that's cool man i mean it sounds like at least something uh that you enjoy so that's always good and if it brings you you know kind of gives you that ability to just sort of disconnect but recharge you that's uh that's the yeah. of self-care so so i don't you probably don't fall into this because i mean i don't even fully fall into this but it's important for some of our older dads uh this is also uh the uh prostate health month so for any of those uh fellows that are up there in age you know it's coming uh <laughs> <laughs> i got a few i got a few years before i have to deal with that so 
but anybody that's not go get, go get yourself checked out because we want to keep you around for a while. I'm sure you want to be around for your kids too. Um, yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Uh, it's uh Hispanic heritage month. So I'm looking forward to seeing, uh, what comes out of that post. We've got quite a few, um, dads who are a part of the, uh, Hispanic, uh, culture, Hispanic families. Um, you know, that will be, I mean, just even on the board, um, we've got Sergio, uh, formerly on the board, we got Quetzal and, uh, there's a bunch of other guys that I know. So definitely want to make sure that we're putting those families out there and, uh, giving them a chance. I think there's, there might be a picture coming up of Sergio and his family possibly this, uh, this month as well. Cause, uh, he, he's not going to make it to home dad con, uh, because his wife is actually being honored by the army. Um, and I'm, okay. not gonna go in, I'm not going to go into too much detail on it cause it's not my story to tell or anything, but it's a, it's a pretty big honor. And, uh, honestly, like I'm super proud of her getting it and, uh, just him actually, um, you know, being able to be there for her and just the role model that she is for her daughter is, uh, and for a lot of other, uh, Latino females out there. So, um, yeah, that's a, it's, it's pretty exciting what their family is about to, uh, to experience. And I'm, I'm excited for them. That's a good reason to miss home day. Right. That's what I said. He was like, I, like he mentioned it to us, like the board and was just like, yeah. Um, so this is going on. It, it actually means that I'm not going to be at home dad con. And we're like, dude, like first off family first, second off, like your wife's being honored by the military. And like, I would, I would not, we would not want you to miss that. Like nobody, nobody wants you to miss that kind of thing. Honestly, like that's, that's important to be yeah. there for those kind of big, big moments like that. Um, and it's baby safety month. So uh, there's lots of dads who have babies. So Make sure that, you know, keeping an eye, get things safety, however that looks or whatever. I know for a lot of new dads, you know, they're trying to figure out things. There's some great uh, boot camps out there in a lot of different cities. Um, and uh, there's always... All I can say is it's baby-proof before you need to baby-proof. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's one way to do it. I We actually didn't baby-proof. We, um, we did a thing where we actually just kid-proofed... Um, the house like in the fashion of like our house what was it house proof the kids i think is what it was so we didn't put any plugs on anything we just did a really like really hands-on like talking to the kid you know making sure that we're like nope not touching these outlets they're bad like we made it very well known because we were like if we go anywhere else like we're gonna go places that don't have them and we didn't want to like deal with all that so but yeah i mean whatever works safety wise uh, you and your kids, that's, that's highly important for sure. And speaking of safety, so you had posted a picture of some, uh, new equipment for your, uh, your kiddo when, uh, traveling. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I did. I was like, we're going to figure out a way to put, bring this, bring this into the conversation, but yeah, you, you got some new equipment for your, for your kiddo for traveling. What's uh what's the deal with that? <laughs> yeah. So we're, we're going to Florida next week. Um, but if it's my mom, my, my brother and my grandmother. Um, and, uh, so I got my, my son a little backpack. Um, it's got a harness clip in the front, so it's not just on the shoulders and it's pretty safe. And then it has you know, a little, uh, a little leash on the bottom. It's like three feet long. Uh, I don't, I'm not the biggest advocate of leashing your kid, you know, to go walking around the block or something like that. But when you're in the middle of an airport with thousands of people that you don't know, and your kid's a flight risk um, because he's a toddler, um, I, I think it's it's you know it's worth the uh, it, it, it's worth the investment to make sure that you know you don't want him you don't want to hold them the whole time because it's just not going to work and no. you don't want to keep them stuck in a stroller for, you know, an hour and a half before you get on the plane. Um, especially since he's mobile. So I figured, you know what, let him, let him be able to walk and kind of do his own thing, but at least stay within reach. Um, yeah. so I, um, I, I, I got him that. I, I, I love the, the, uh, phrase flight risk. <laughs> <laughs> I think any dad with a toddler can can understand that. Yeah, <laughs> or any dad who's had a toddler, you know, can understand. They just 
you know, before you look, they just bolted 50 feet down the lane. And oh yeah, they're like Houdini, yeah. man. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I don't need to deal with that. You know, it's like, oh, what does this thing do? And he just like walks the metal detector, and like I'm still like, I don't need that. So yeah. <laughs> I, don't, me, I don't need stairs. I don't need problems with TSA. Just here, stay here. Just wear this backpack. You know, yeah, walk with me, and let's be done with it. <laughs> Definitely. Well, for me, like when you said that I, with the backpack, I, I don't know why, but for whatever reason, this image of uh, Chris Kattan from Saturday Night Live popped in my head where he's like acting like a little kid. And he's got a backpack on and his mom is like tied him to like a pole. <laughs> She's like, stay here. And he like runs out and he like gets so far and he like jumps up in the air. He like falls back down. And he goes the other direction. He's like trying to like figure out how far he can actually get in this on this leash or whatever. It's hysterical. Right. <laughs> but I don't know. Yeah, like that is like pop them in. Like, all right, like we're just gonna tie you here. We're gonna sit down and wait for the plane, and you can just move about in this little radius right here. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I, like I said, I don't, I don't want to totally constrict him, but you know, there's a difference between free range at home, oh you yeah, know, or somewhere relatively contained versus the airport. Will this be his uh, first flight? Uh, no. So okay. we went, uh, May last year. We also went down to Florida for a few days. Um, so that was his, that was his first trip on a plane. So he was a little bit, a um, little bit smaller at that point. So it wasn't so bad to try to like hold him or put well, him in. <laughs> well, he was four months old. So was, yeah, so there you go. really easy. Yeah, that's um, really easy. He here. actually was the only one who was laughing. We had like major turbulence on the flight down to Florida. Uh-huh. And um, there's actually like a little, probably like five year old girl in front of us who was screaming, like, I want to go home. It's just like, I can't deal with it. I want to go home. I need to get out of here. I felt bad for her. And it made sense. We had it, it, the turbulence got so bad at one point, we just like took a nosedive for about 5,000 feet. Oh, um, okay. Just trying to get, just trying to get under it. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, that'll freak you out. So everyone's kind of like freaking out and holding on. And, Here's my, you know, my, my son in my lap going, <laughs> just, <laughs> just laughing through it. I'm like, all right, well, at least you're okay, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> oh my he's, gosh. I'm, I'm kidding you not. He's giggling as we're like plummeting through the air. <laughs> I just got here, but hey, 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 all right, let's see what happens. <laughs> oh yeah. my gosh. Oh, that's hilarious. Yeah, I mean, I get it. I've been in some, I've been in a couple of different situations where there's been turbulence and uh, yeah, I don't know that I would be laughing. So that's uh... <laughs> no, his, his attitude was a lot more in line with the whale from uh, uh, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Oh, <laughs> you know, okay. the, you know, the, 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 uh, the, the improbability drive, like turns the two missiles into a whale and a bowl of continues and the whale is like dropping to the ground. And it's just like, Oh, how did I get here? What is this thing? It's the thing I'm rushing towards. Like, Oh, it's called the earth. Oh, I wonder if we'll be friends. With it. Like, and it's just like going through this whole like learning process as it's plummeting down. But that's kind of in my head. That's kind of what my son was doing. He's just like, man, yeah. this is fun. <laughs> Whatever. Right. Exactly. I man, I haven't seen that movie in so long. I was in, I was in college when I saw that because a buddy of mine was really big into that uh, book. And when the movie, Honestly, I read out, the whole series. Got... Did you? Yeah. Yeah. yeah I he... had the nice, uh, the Barnes and Noble edition with the, the little green guy with the don't panic uh, symbol on the back. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah. Back when Barnes and Nobles did like the uh, compact where they put a whole series in one book kind of deal. Yeah. Yeah. So they, they, had the, they had that one. They had the, uh, the, the original Star Wars trilogy in one volume. Yep, I have the um, Chronicles of Narnia like that. Nice. Uh, that that's my kids. We I usually read it to them. We do a thing where like we read a book. We read we'll read a book and then if there's a movie for it, we'll watch the movie um, type of deal. And so like I did that with my son a couple of years ago. I started doing it with my daughter, and I can't get her away from these little fairy books to get back to <laughs> to reading uh, the Chronicles of Narnia. But uh, yeah, that I I really I think that it's really cool when you take an entire th a series like that and can slam it into uh, one book that you can carry around everywhere makes it nice. So yeah. that's a, oh, and speaking of so speaking of books like that, like 
this month uh launches on amazon prime the uh lord of the Rings series that's gonna come out Uh uh-oh you don't look excited about that i'm not (laughs) the critic he's got he's got criticism on this one i can see it (laughs) no no i'm i'm a big fan of the silmarillion i've read it a couple times um are you worried worried that they're gonna destroy the entire Tolkien legendarium I, from the trailers, I can see where they've messed up. Like, <laughs> this whole thing is just not. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm not happy. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> well, that'll be a conversation for uh, <laughs> for the Discord channel when it comes out. Yeah, I, uh, I'm a big Tolkien fan, and I, you know, the the Lord of the Rings movies. I, uh, I, I used to have. I had the extended editions on Blu-ray. Um, yes, I, I love them for what they are. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not. There's so many things that are different from the book, and I understand. Uh-huh. But I can understand the you know the the choices that Peter Jackson made and why he changed certain things. Yeah, or, and why he removed certain parts of the stories. I mean, look, the extended editions are 12 hours long. And you you know if you're going to throw in Tom Bambadil and the Barrow Whites and like all this other stuff, you're going to have it like a 24 hour movie. Right. And, uh, you I know, don't know. I would, I would be happy with that still though. I mean, honestly, <laughs> I would watch. Oh that. yeah. Um, I'm trying to remember what it was. Um, there was someone, it was like some meme I saw and it was basically like, uh, you know, we're, uh, you know, we're releasing the director's cut of this thing and it's going to be like uh, like two days long or whatever. And then it's like Peter Jackson, like, oh, well, if we're going to do that, then I have the, <laughs> the full cut of The Lord of the Rings all seven days worth. So here it is. Oh, you know? <laughs> um, But no, I mean... And the could, nerds of the you, world are like, hooray! <laughs> yeah, but there, there's so many things that cut out of the movies. And again, I understand why. You know, you you wanted to change Aragorn's character from the get go. If you read in the book, he, you know, he knew he was going to be king. He knew it wasn't the right time. Yeah. In the movie, they made him, you know, I don't want it. It's a little wishy washy, and like the, it, but it's a developmental arc. Yeah, I get it. I can, you know, I can go with the story. He had Anduril from, you know, book two, the second half of the Fellowship of the Ring. They reforged it before they left Rivendell. Yeah, I get you know trying to bring Elrond in all this other stuff and giving it to him, and it makes you know more dramatic to give it to him, you know, at at uh, right before he goes to the the um, the path of the dead. Cool, uh, you know what? I get it. There's certain things that would have been a lot more fun. Like Saruman didn't die at the beginning of Return of the King. You know, <laughs> he went and he took over the Shire and destroyed it and. You know, oh, wow. Frodo and company got back to the Shire at the end of the Return of the King, and they're like, "Wait, what just happened? We just fought a war. Now we got to fight another one." And they did. Um, oh, you know, wow. they, they had to take the Shire back to him. Um, but there's just a lot of things that got cut. But if you were to add them in, it would be just incredibly long. And yeah, the crazy thing is that so most of the fellow, most of the Lord of the Rings takes place in a one-year period. So Bilbo actually leaves um, on his 111st birthday. He turns 111. And there's 17 years that pass from the time he leaves to the time Frodo starts the journey. Oh, wow. So in, in the... Yeah, so he's actually... Frodo's actually 50 years old when he starts the... That would be uh, a completely different movie than at that point. The Journey to Mordor, Right. <laughs> You know, he's 33. He, he and Bilbo have the same birthday. He turns 33 when Bilbo turns 111. Okay. And, but he, so in the book though, he, it's 70, he's 50 when he starts. So he's like 10 years older, at least, than Sam and Mary and Pippin. Um, and yeah. in the, the, the movie, Sam is like the oldest one. I mean, all the actors he actually is. Right, um, right. Oh yeah, definitely. But, uh, it's funny, Pippin, the actor who played uh, Pippin's actually like ten years older than the guy who played Mary. Um, but okay. uh, uh, Billy Boyd, Billy Boyd is ten years, ten, twelve years older than Dominic Moynihan. Hmm. Um, they uh, they actually have a funny podcast called The Friendship Onion where they talk a lot of Lord of the Rings stuff. Yeah. Um, but um, 
but yeah, so it's, it's a completely, you know, different thing. It just jumps time. And then there's like two years at the end of the, of the book yeah. before Frodo goes off into the West. But most of the, like the action from the time they leave and all the stuff that happens is a year. Oh, wow. I feel like though, like that happens a lot. Um, in like shows that are books like i know that um like my wife and i watched outlander and there's a book series with that and listening to the podcast um you hear all the different things that got changed like and which for me like i i like that little like extra bit of information so listening to that like watching that episodes and then listening to the podcast you get like the behind the scenes stuff or um, Harry Potter is another series that I enjoyed and uh, reading the books and then uh, watching the movies and like you're like hoping to see like the specific scene take place and it's like right. not there at all like the whole in Harry Potter there's the whole like death um, death day scene where like all the ghosts in the castle are together like celebrating like their deaths or whatever and uh, right right and that's it's nowhere it's nowhere to be found in there or the scene where like Hermione goes into like the kitchen area where all the house elves are and just sort of like sees what's going on there and gets disgusted with it and like starts this whole thing like you see little elements of it um sure. in the movie with things but it's like it, like they don't go all the way in and you're just like oh come on like it couldn't have taken that long to do it or whatever <laughs> you just kind of wonder like you know with like you know peter jackson having like well oh, i've got everything right here and it'll be this long like <laughs> it would be, it would be <laughs> I like, like with like christopher columbus of like hey, dude does he have it all like what like can we can we see it all like i just want to see what they what they recorded out of that but yeah it's you know i get it it's cut down for time and it it is it is what it is but um I guess that's I guess that's more of a reason to actually sit down and, and read the books in some ways, because you're right. the stuff you're telling me about Lord of the Rings. I'm like, man, I need to read the books or listen to it on audio tape. <laughs> and I know with the with the, the rings of power, look, they're going through the second age, which of all the the Tolkien legendarium, the least amount is written about the second age of Middle Earth. Um, so there's a lot to play with, but there are certain things that they're that they're doing with it that just didn't happen <laughs> yeah um um you know the the queen of numenor she was never actually the queen of numenor her uh i think it's her first cousin our Ferozan, forcibly marries her and then takes the king the kingship from her and mm -hmm. he's the one who actually he he imprisons sauron uh but then gets like twisted by him and starts this death cult to Morgoth, who is the original <laughs> bad guy in the in the Silmarillion, who Sauron was just his lieutenant, um, and then decides he's going to take an army and try and attack Valinor in the west, which is why Numenor sinks and is destroyed. And Isildur and Elendil, um, his father, are the ones who um, they're basically the ones who are they're against Arpharazan and are kind of loyal to the Valar. And so they take whatever Numenorians are still loyal to them to Middle Earth. Um, but basically, um, there's just certain elements of it that I'm looking at. They're like, okay, I get why you're doing it, but like, there's certain things that are kind of, that we know according to what Tolkien wrote, that this is what happened or this didn't happen. And they're just kind of going, well, <laughs> and it, there's so much room to just add things in to the second age, because again, there's so little written on it uh, that why would you go and change what already exists? Like you have so much freedom with, within that so many gaps within the story there's no reason to change it yeah i i can agree with that definitely like that that's that is frustrating when uh a director or a writer takes artistic uh like, artistic license to like yeah, extreme yeah to do to do what they want to do with it or whatever yeah and it, like and the, and, and the true fans are like wait a minute like this doesn't even match up so yeah that's that's really annoying for sure 
Well, I would continue to go on with this conversation, honestly, and I feel like it could be like a whole nother conversation, which we might have to come back to later since we've got a series that's coming out. So we might have to have you back on for that one because <clears throat> I could talk Lord of the Rings for a while or at least listen to you talk about it um, in many ways. But well, uh, I actually, I have my brother got me for my birthday a few years ago, the first American edition of the Silmarillion. Oh, wow. Um, okay. Yeah. Very cool. Well, I, I think that we'll definitely have to uh, have an episode where we do that because I think Danny would uh, would enjoy talking Lord of the Rings as well too. Yeah, I was going to say me... that's definitely up Danny's alley. Yeah, yeah. So we don't want to we don't go too far into that because he'll be like, "Oh man, I missed out on that." Uh, you know, <laughs> you know, you know. That's what he would say. So, um, but he's already probably saying it. At this he point. probably he probably is like, "Wait a minute, I went in on the conversation." So, but for for another time, for another time. But we will. Uh, so we'll we'll cut it off here. I, I really had a lot of fun talking to you tonight, and I don't think that this will be the last time that we have you on for sure. Uh, and the nice part is, is that like if me or Danny's out, like we're probably going to give you a call, man, bring you bring you on. So it's uh, sounds good. It, it, it works like out really the, well. The permanent understudy. <laughs> there you go. There you go. <laughs> and we don't have to worry about getting you a background because you got a cool background already with your books and everything. So you're good to go. <laughs> But well, it, yeah, but uh, aside from that, I hope you have a great week. Hopefully, you don't have to go to the doctor's office for anything, and yeah, your, kid, um, <laughs> <laughs> your kid stays healthy. <laughs> uh, we have speech therapy tomorrow, but that's that's normal. I will, you know, yeah. as long as that's the only thing I, I still have to do this week. I'm good. Good. <laughs> good deal. All right, and for everybody else out there, we'll talk to y'all next week. Have a good one. I have a good one. I'm a dad. That's what I do.